This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew. Ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe. Joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Randy Von Dandy. He is promo code Ron Von D. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Good to, good to be back in the same room. Oh again. my God. This nice. nice. is this, so nicer. It's crisp. I just feel your heat. I I am hot. And you had a hot uh, piece of jerky a minute ago. Jesus. What was that? I don't know. Local butcher it's has like hot, crispy, or extra, extra spicy, crisp jerky. It's almost like a potato chip. It's so thin. Or it's like it's like a well-done piece of bacon. Yes. Is what it, the consistency was. It's technically like, beef jerky. I come in rich the Rich Keefe household. I come into the Dragon's Lair. He hits yep. me with the, do you like spicy stuff? Do I want a spicy something? And I said... Depends on how spicy. Like, I, I'm a person. I like spice. I like, like a little, little heat, but I don't like it when it overpowers the flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I bite into this jerky. I'm like, that's not that bad. Mm, and late, all of a sudden, late heat, late heat in late the heat. back parts of my tongue. Uh-huh. And then the second bite, I think I got like a, like a pepper or like a peppercorn. Right. And my, it was like, right, you did. You know, like, it's like a bomb went yeah. off in your face and clears out your nose. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. You, you like. You My wife had me. no problem. She ate it and she was like, oh, yeah, it's spicy. You'll like it. And I had it and I was like, whoa. Yeah, but you didn't tell me it was that spicy. You're I like, said it was spicy. Oh, you, fucking, you did it. You kind of had to realize it was spicy. If you, I, the, the first thing I said to you is, you like, want something spicy. You like, sp- you like it. This, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you had it. I think it was that spicy. Yeah, it's pretty spicy. Though. It's pretty spicy. That's pretty spicy. Do you want yes. more? Later. Yeah. We'll have now more. I, yeah. We'll bring more down. We'll have some fun with it. We'll roll around <laughs> in it. We'll have a good time. Brian, before we get to the news, yeah. Stephen Dorff, who is an actor, <laughs> he came out with something. Now, to be fair, I didn't read the entire interview or article. The pull quote was, he doesn't like Marvel movies. So he's another Martin Scorsese. Doesn't like Marvel movies. And he's he went so far as to say he's embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson for being in Black Widow. Why? I don't know. Scarlett Johansson, I think, has done a very nice job in all these Marvel movies. Now, and she's been paid very well. I'm going to do this. Right. First of all, it's an it's a normie dickhead thing to say. Dickhead thing. If you're not in Marvel movies, if you're not one of the cool kids, it's so easy to be like, well, those movies are bullshit. Yeah. I'm an artist, right? He's an artist. He wants no, and he even said, I'm gonna look for the next Stanley Kubrick. What? That's what he said. Who yeah. the fuck? Who is gonna hire this guy? I this guy was in he was in a Marvel movie. He was in Blade. He was in the first Marvel now, not MCU, but he was in the first like real Marvel movie, not like the shit like you know. Howard the Duck or Captain America, but like the real what got it all started 
late nineties was Blade, which was awesome. And Blade that was great. Was probably his best movie, best and then, role. And then you said via tweet that yes. he was also in fear.com, which you said was, is, is the answer. Anytime somebody asks me, cause I, it's a very easy question. What's your favorite movie or what's right. the best movie? But every once in a while, somebody will ask you, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? And I've seen a lot of movies, right? I watch a lot of movies. I've already seen 35 movies that have just come out in this calendar year. So I've seen a shitload of movies. Fear.com starring Steven Dorff is the worst movie I have ever seen. And he was that's the answer. To he that was question. also in a video game movie called Alone in the Dark with Tara Reed and Christian Slater, which was one of the worst reviewed movies ever. Is that a zero percenter? It's a on one. Rotten, oh, it's a, it's a one, one percenter. percenter on now, Tomatoes. to have this guy come out and say, like, he's embarrassed for these people. First of all, buddy, your career got so bad. I'm going to do my wife's hands. And yeah. She does this when she's very emphatic about stuff. She does this. You know who you're kind of starting to sound like a little bit? But keep going. No, no, no. I'll, I'll let me just jump in. This guy. Was oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is your family. Hold on. Her sister was a witch, right? And what was her sister? A princess. The wicked witch of the east, bro. I'm gonna stab him. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? My she wore a crown and she came down in a ball game, I'm not fighting with you. Grow up. I'm not fighting bro. with you. Grow up. Get educated, but. So, th up, so this is why I hate yeah. that. That, for those of you listening at home, really sounds like the hot or cold debate. It was very similar. It was very similar to that. Yeah. So I have like PTSD from that. <laughs> but the guy screaming yeah. is dead wrong. He's completely wrong. Oh, yeah. You just do a little bit he of research. Dead he's so wrong. wrong but he, I love the passion. But man, is he wrong. Oh, he's wrong. Anyway, yeah. Stephen Dorff's career got so bad, he was hawking e-cigarettes. <laughs> Out. Remember, he had like blue cigarette commercials. Like, yeah. you're going to see you're embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson, uh -huh. who can buy and sell you five times over. Oh, my God. Has a wonderful child and a wonderful husband in Colin yes. Jost. And you're going embarrassed? Great. Embarrassed for her. She's doing fine. She's, she's fine. She's doing fine. Well, because at first I was like, is he embarrassed that Black Widow didn't get a movie for so long? Because I like, you know, you, you read it in pieces. Like, you're like, oh, first of all, Stephen Dorff's trending and like this, that, and the other thing. And my wife actually read it to me. She's like, Oh, he's, he's embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson. I'm like, what, did he get an advanced copy of Black Widow? Does he already know that it stinks or something? But no, no that's not the case. because who would send him that? He's just shitting on Marvel movies, which is hilarious because all of these great actors, there is a laundry list of Oscar-winning actors who are in Marvel movies. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be the next Kubrick. It's like, no, first of all, you're not. They don't want you to be in that. But go. that's also somebody who hasn't watched enough marvel movies to just say you don't like marvel movies so all right you didn't like you didn't like black panther you didn't like endgame you didn't like infinity war like you, there are some movies they're all different like winter soldier is very different than ant-man which is very different than guardians of the galaxy like they're they're not all one thing no but steven dorf you stupid fuck i got one last message for you steven dorf get the fuck out of here pack your bags bro by the way you were decent in in uh gate no, the gate. No, fucking. Uh, uh, what's the True Detective season three? He was actually pretty good. So I'm gonna end with a compliment because I'm in a good mood today. Because we're doing a compliment sandwich. By the way, <laughs> having worked <laughs> in education num, for num, num. 15 years, yes, right, yeah. The compliment sandwich. If anyone ever brings up the compliment sandwich, yeah. that is a nice way of telling them, telling you that you suck at something. Yeah. So well, if anyone's like, "Look, I really like how you do this. You need to work on this, but you, you're okay at this." You suck. Yeah. That is what you take away from that. They That's, really they want to criticize you. You admit yourself. Yeah.
that you suck. You suck. <laughs> you have to marry your mother-in-law mm-hmm. as well. That's something that we're going to get into right now. This week in Well, Ryan, perfect segue as I think you should leave. Season two comes out at 3 a.m. It is a July 6th release. And I assume like all Netflix shows, it's like a 3 a.m. Eastern time debut. Midnight. It'll be midnight Pacific time. Specific time. I couldn't be more excited for anything ever. I am so like I've tried not to think about it because I know (laughs) I'll just going to like combust. I cannot wait for this. I, I I don't even know what my plan is. Like I, I have I'm working tomorrow. I was off today, yep. so I'm I'm going to work tomorrow. So I assume as soon as I get home, my might be my first watch through, and then I'll watch it maybe tomorrow night again. And then I'll watch it oh. a dozen more times. Oh, and then God. I'll call people and be like, "Have you seen it?" And then I'll call them to come over and have them watch it with me. Are you so I can for it? stare? Are so- you- Am I excited for it? Are you? Yes. I kind of call bullshit on that because when we did our preview for the upcoming year, I said scale of one to six. How excited are you for? I think. Are you gonna fucking? You're gonna. And you said four and a half. The bones are their money. So are the worms. They pull your hair off, but not how to turn it to a man and have another chance at life. But if they pull it out, they turn to bones. Now, I don't remember exactly why I gave it a four and a half. It might have even been a four. It was low. I, w- I was flabbergasted, and I don't often get flabbergasted. And I think the issue for me is the ever, the looming sophomore slump. Possible. Possible, I suppose. I, I think hope to God yeah. that that doesn't happen. So um, you remember his episode of what, whatever that show was the called? Comedians. The Comedians. Yeah. That he got like once crack yep. at. The Pointer Brothers. Oh, fuck. Where would that have ranked in the sketches? So, okay. So there's that would make an even 30 sketches. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. how I did it, because uh, a friend of the podcast, Jason Rossi, is now compiling. Everyone in the DSG did their rankings of every single Sorry, I just I saw it. that. Where did you get that? I just cracked the screen. So if you're watching on YouTube, we, we stream these Monday nights on YouTube. So at the end of the year, we're going to give out an award for the uh, the Rossi Award, which goes to the worst take of the year. Yep. And the winner is going to take home this Jason Rossi WEI producer nameplate, which I took from work after he left <laughs> and didn't take it. So it's blank. <laughs> it's blank on the back. So yeah, we should bl- write everyone's name. Oh, we should put it on a trophy. Yes. We should put it on a trophy and see if we can get like a shit emoji trophy. (laughs) There has to be one. Yeah, Rossi. And just have his, that be the plaque and then have names. We got to do it. I think that's a great idea. By the way, Rossi's favorite uh, sketch on I Think You Should Leave. I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm smarter than you. Okay, so the Pointer Brothers would make an even 30. Yes. As I was saying, Rossi's now compiling everyone in the DSG, ranked them. He's doing the math right now. It's a lot of math. Um, so I did it in like the top tier or 10. Like, so I have like different tiers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would put the pointer brothers in the mid to high second tier. I think between pointer, dude, pointer brothers kills me though. Pointer brothers might, would be in the top 10. So here's a quick story. Yeah. So I was the faculty advisor to our spirit club 
at right. the school I previously worked at, which is like basically we don't have cheerleaders, but we have a guy, Captain Avon, and he wears a he gets a cape. It's like a position that you it's get voted whole in. Thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So they do skits every Friday, and they did the Pointer Brothers. Incredible. I was <laughs> dying laughing. So good. And I because because I'm looking around, I have never seen people be more confused. It's because so they did good. the whole thing and they were mic'd up, so they were like. <laughs> All right, when we point at you, sit down. And people are like, no, 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 like stand up when we point. And they're like, there's no way of telling, right? And people were so confused. And it was the funniest those thing. Those kids obviously have the best sense of humor in the world. Incredible. So Hang the guy, who, the guy who was always Captain Avon was like the funniest, basically the funniest kid in the school. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was... um, That is fuck. really good. It was really funny. Because that is beyond... I don't... I mean, that skit... So it's on Netflix. It was a series called The Comedians where mm -hmm. like a bunch of different people got their own episode and right. they just put on sketches like that. And the Tim Robinson one is good, but the only one that's really memorable is pointer brothers. And it's just amazing. So it's like three guys up on this thing, like the stage where you're speaking to like an audience of like all these, uh, I don't know. What it's, like, it's like a, it's like a corporate conference, like conference. Yeah. And they're so like they're all sitting there and like whatever. Conference. Yeah. And so it's called the pointer brothers and they're all up on stage. And it's a couple guys you would recognize from sketches from, I think you should mm -hmm. leave. And they're called the Pointer Brothers. They all like the little mics on. They tell everybody to stand up, and they're like, "We point to you, sit down." And they just start pointing. The best line in the whole thing is one of the people the thing goes, "Well, this can't be it, can it?" And the other guy's like, "Yeah, I think it is." <laughs> but the they're fuck? so the room's so big that people don't know, and they're just it's three guys just doing this, and then they get into a huge argument with each on other. Stage, it's yeah. so it's so good. But uh, we aren't gonna do an episode until three weeks out because we've got black yep. widow then loki then we will do this but that means it gives everybody plenty of times to watch it re-watch it and then we're gonna do the same thing we did last time and rank every sketch and go through i don't know how many they're gonna be i don't know what the time limit is or whatever but i man i can't yeah, pumped i can't wait to watch this so many times so many i will times. watch this until it's funny Oh, it'll be funny right away. I know, but like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, like, there are the right sketches. Moves, though. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I, I still remember where I was. Actually, I was sitting in this seat right here the first time I watched Chunky. I almost fell out of my chair, tears in my face, laughing. I couldn't move. I was laughing so hard when I watched Chunky for the first time. The one that, so you watched it and told me to watch it. And I was like, fine, whatever. And then yeah. the very first was The Magician. Oh, good one. With which hand? That one? Yep. And when Cecily Strong said, he went up there and jerked you off until nothing came out because you are a boy, Charlie. I <laughs> so died good. laughing. That was like my favorite line in that. So sketch. good. I, I do wonder, and just from watching the trailer, I I feel like they're going to get more people to do cameos. And I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Because <sighs> he had kind of a small cast. And obviously he had a couple, like Will Forte did one. Vanessa Bear did one. Cicely Strong did yep. one. I'm hoping Sam Richardson does more. His buddy from yes. the Detroiters. I'm Except hoping he's... not the Scrooge thing. That was no, no, no. Forget, that was yeah, punt that yeah. one. But everything else, uh, I'm hoping he does. He does more of. Speaking of Netflix, they've kind of they've been doing pretty well recently. They just came out with the first of what will be a trilogy of horror movies based on the R.L. Stein novels, Fear Street, and the one that came out this past week was Fear Street 1994. And I liked it. It was pretty good. I liked it very it much for R.L. Stein. And to get an R rating is pretty good. I mean, it's for a straight up slasher movies. You had um, Uma Jr. Yes. Uh, what's a Hawk? Uh, uh, Maya, Maya Hawk. Maya Hawk is the Drew Barrymore in the beginning. That's not a spoiler. No. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's very great opening. It's yeah. very Scream, Stranger Things, Riverdale. Those are the three things that jumped out to me. Like, if you like any yep. or all of those, you will like this. R.L. Stein, many people refer to him as the Stephen King for kids. Yeah. Goosebumps. So Goosebumps is definitely a more... And for really young kids, Eureka's Castle on Nickelodeon. Does he do that, that was R.L. Stein, yeah. So this is probably the most mature R.L. Stein, but it's mm. not exactly... You know, no, it's right. Horrible. If you, it's, it's right in our wheelhouse, man. It is. Oh, I, I loved it. But so here's the thing: it's also a shared universe, and you know it's going to be. And every week they're going to release. There's going to be three total, and it's uh, 1994, 1978, and then 1666. And they're constantly referencing other things from this town. And it's cool to know that they're going to have two more movies. But my one thing, without spoiling any of it, I would recommend people watch it. It's very good. Is the movie that's coming out this Friday? I kind of wish was a different one, if that makes sense to you. Like, I, yes. if this one was called yep. 1965, I think I would like it more. If you get what I'm picking up. Yes. Yes. Right? yes. Like the character yep. from 1978. I'm like, cool. But, but the I like 65 one was better. Was better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the premise of the, I'm not to give anything away, but like, it's not what you think it is. So if you think it's like a straight slasher movie, it's, it's kind of not. It has a nice little like. No, what I would say is watch the first five minutes and and right away you're going to be like, oh, it's this. Oh, no, it's a little bit of this. Like it's a, it, yep. they kind of, they give you a little bit of a swerve. If you there. like 90s music, the first 45 minutes of the movie, they nonstop. It's they just got a song after song after song. 90 song. I saw that you pointed out though on Twitter. I was pissed. So that annoys me. And I was doing that mentally in my head because they kept coming out with heater after heater, like big, so like not sneaky songs, all yeah monster hits and i'm like all right were these all 94 and you said i one said of one was... of the songs firestarter by prodigy came out in 96 oh, and the movies in 94 and the other thing i had an issue with too at one point early they have they're, they're going to like this big football pep rally right the football team you. you're right the band and the cheerleading squad one bus seems like you're gonna need no fucking now. way you need no. two buses for a football team. now even if you have a small football team right you, you, you need, need more two, than one yeah. bus ridiculous yeah that and how many people are in band like 60 more than the football team yeah chances uh the tomorrow war came out on amazon prime this weekend the chris pratt movie yeah actually pretty good i read the reviews and they were awful the reviews stink i was blown away by how bad the reviews were and i had to get into specifics i just saw like scores yeah yeah and they were all really bad. And I'm like, whatever. I'm watching a lot of movies and these free ones I'll watch. So I went in. Maybe it helped. I went in with really low expectations. Really good. All right. If you like sci-fi movies, and I'm going to update my rankings this week. I'm going to put out my rankings of all the movies I've seen this year. The Tomorrow War was better than a lot of things I've seen. I was would say. It? Okay. My test for action movies that come out at home. So like the movie with Chris Hemsworth. What was that one? It was on Netflix. Oh, Extraction. Was it as good as that? Yep. Okay, I'll yep. watch it. Yep, that's actually a good one to point to. Yeah, I would say yes, it is. So this week, Black Widow comes out. I'm sure everybody's going to watch it. You can watch it at home on Disney Plus. Is it thirty bucks? Now, now again, you figure you see or this you at the movies. The theater. You can go to the theater. You can go to the theater. You spend more. I know you do. No, I'll probably watch it at home. But thirty dollars. I'm going to watch it at home. Now, for anybody, I didn't pay for Raya or Raya and the, Raya last, and the last Dragon. Dragon. Yep, I didn't pay for that. But one, if once I pay for Black Widow, do I have it forever? Yes. Oh. All right. Yep. So I'm definitely going to do that. So that's our episode on Monday night. So everybody's got the weekend to watch Black Widow. We haven't had an MCU movie to talk about. Oh, I'm excited. In a dog's We're going to have a mid-credit. Yeah. We're going to have another mid-credit. We're going to have an end oh, credit. Wait. Speaking of dog's age, my dog 
aged 10 years last night during the fireworks. This poor guy. There was a moment last night where we couldn't find my dog. And he was hiding. He was under like a, they have an old, where my mother-in-law's place is like an old stove. It's for decoration, but it's Mm -hmm. like an old antique stove. In it? Underneath it. Underneath it. Like in a corner. Hated it. So bad. So I mentioned this on Twitter. Yeah. I'm going to call someone. I forget who it was. Some jabroni. Whoever this cool. So you ask. I'm like, hey, just so you know, you know, this is a great for you. Like if you're setting fireworks off at like midnight or like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Not only are you going to scare the shit out of my dog, you're going to wake up my whole house. Right. Because the dog's going to start. He's barking. He's crying. He's He's crying. Shaking. That's not great. And some jabroni to use a wrestling term. Right. Hey, top goes, of the jaw. It's the fourth. Suck it. Oh, well, to to you, I would say, fuck you, dickhead. Oh, oh, both of those. I both fart. of those things. <laughs> Do it again. I'm fascinated with the anus. Oh, that's not helpful. That's not fuck it. you, dickhead. My favorite MacGruber thing too. Sneaky is how he gives the finger. It's like that. Like a. It's one of like these. The short finger. MacGruber. He has a drink or two each night, but it doesn't affect his job. MacGruber. The guy's a social drinker. By the way, sorry oh, to cut you no, off. No, I know what you're going to say. Can I jump in on this? Please. So maybe my favorite interview I've ever done in my entire life was this past week on Gresham Keefe. We had Chris Jericho on, who, again, wrestling themed. Wrestling themed. The fucking man. Chris Jericho has had a top five wrestling career, and that's not even just because we had him on. Do the math. He has. And he was also. He did the math. Yeah, no, he did. Actually, his latest <laughs> yeah. book, he did every single match he's ever been, been in. Uh, he was in MacGruber. And I asked him if he wanted to be in the MacGruber series. He was like, absolutely, I do. And he said he was joking about it with Yorma and Will Forte not yeah. that long ago. And he actually referred to his He knew his character by name. He Frank said, Frank. Corver. He's like, if they want Frank Corver, they got Frank Corver. <laughs> I remember him saying that. I'm like, yeah. And, it was and then so- he retweeted the Dork Podcast, which it's the fucking little things. Friend man. of the podcast, Chris Jericho. Oh, my God. Best friend of the best friend of the podcast. And I will say, too, and not to pump your tires. Yeah. I'm sitting right next to you. I would no. do this when we're not live anyway. You could tell. Like, yeah. you can tell. He was really into that interview. Yes. Because he knew that you and Gresh were like, like fans wrestling. and like yeah, yeah, reference yeah. things that like no one else would reference. And like, because I'm like, this guy's done a million interviews and he's probably coming on. He's trying to sell his book. So I'm like, yeah. how's this going to go? And he was great. And he then was great. we kept him longer. I think we were probably thinking 10, 15 minutes. It went over 20 minutes. And even when we were trying to say goodbye, he was like, I got a question for you guys. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? This is the greatest thing ever. It was awesome. And the, you were talking about like, the, I remember watching the countdown. Like when he first came out, and like everyone's like, "Oh, that was this? the coolest thing in the world when he debuted on in '99." Y two J, that's awesome. That was the shit. It was awesome. But it, and the fact that he was in McGruber, like Frank Corver, guy's awesome. And it's funny because he's like, uh, "I've been," he's like, "I've been in other movies," but he's like, "That's the one that people still reference." I'm like, "Yeah, because it's fucking awesome. It's the best." And he had a great line in that too. Remember, he was like working out, and he said something. He's like. It's like, I like when you say that. He's like, and that's why I say that. Like he and he and Will Forte have this great back and forth when he's like recruiting, putting the team together. Yeah. Like all the, like the other guys don't really have lines, but they gave Jericho a couple of lines. Yeah. But oh my God, just that was so much fun. <laughs> but anyway, going back to this dickhead who likes fucking yeah. fireworks. So I ask you and you ask the question. Can you say, can you ask the question you asked yeah. me? Yeah, as a grown man. As a grown man, what's your favorite part? The co- the colors or the noise in the sky? What do you like? What do you like most? You like when the, it goes pop or when it's red or when it goes. You like? Oh, that? you like it when it turns to green? You like that? You grow up, stink. Grow up. Grow up, bro. Fucking grow, grow up. up, bro. Oh God, get fireworks. educated. You stink. <laughs> By the way, 
know take. what you should do actually with the fireworks? What? Try light one, sit on top of it, have it go directly up your asshole. That's right. That's what I would do next floor. Or you can go the Jason Pierre Paul rope. Blow your fucking hand off. Hold on to it. <laughs> real tight. Real tight. Be a ma- real, real man. Back it up, Terry. <laughs> oh Lord, Terry. <laughs> what are you doing, Terry? Come on, you like fireworks so much. Prove yeah. it. Fuck off. Why don't you eat one? Yeah. Why don't you eat one? Oh, I hate fireworks I hate now. I my, do- I, my dog couldn't have been more scared for 45 straight minutes. And then here's the other thing I'll say about this before we move on to brighter pastures. So we have one neighbor who legit puts on like a 40-minute show that like your town would be embarrassed by. Okay. You're, we're kind of <laughs> used to it. That's sort of one thing. After that idiot finishes his show, 10, 20 minutes go by. Enough where the dog kind of relaxes Mm -hmm. and then some other idiot blasts off like five shitty ones (laughs) not even like even if you're into it they sucked you didn't get your money's worth and all it was it literally was just enough to scare the dog more and it's just like you're like what the fuck and I don't you got even a care. fucking bottle rocket. Because I'm not even one of these like, oh, it's late. Like, yeah, it was late. I don't give a shit if it's late. Like, I'm my dog is you don't. freaking out. No, I know, but other people do. You're yeah. right. No, your child does. My well, your dog does. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. The the child slept through it. Fireworks fucking stink. Stink. If you still like fireworks and you're over 30 years old, oh my God. Figure it out. Yep. Fuck you, dickhead. Fuck you, dickhead. There you go. Anyway, sparklers and snakes. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> like Joe Dirt. Sparklers and snakes. Oh my God. That just fucking ra- that just fired me up. <laughs> Ryan, how about this movie trailer? And I know that you've seen it. Yeah. Don't Breathe 2 just came out. Holy. We tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. The film comes out August 13th. This was something. Scary Daredevil is what it is. It kind of is. It's horror daredevil. It's scary daredevil. Daredevil. Scare devil. Well, thank you. (laughs) That's been Dork Podcast for this week. Thank you guys very much. It's scare devil. Trademark. We just said it. TM. Timestamp it. We got it. We got it. Scare devil. Monday night. (laughs) We just touched the sun on the podcast. On wings of wax. And it burned. Yeah. Like the jerky. Callbacks. (laughs) Guys, remember when we talked about the jerky from earlier? That's what we're referring to again. It's a crispy jerky. <laughs> uh, Scare devil. We did it. <laughs> We've done it. We, we have come to the end of the podcast. So listen, if you've, been, if you've been paying close attention, I know most of you have. We have a very intelligent audience. Last week, we gave you anti-villain. This week, we gave you scare devil. Trademark. Someone tweet it right now. <laughs> Someone tweet it right now. Say, dork, dork, dork podcast. Quote, dork coined it at 9-11. Yep. Monday on night. 7-5. July the 5th. Yep. 2021. I got nothing more to say. About I got nothing. That. We're, I can't we're good. No, it looks awesome. Speaking of trailers, the many saints of Newark. Uh, obviously, this will be an HBO Max as it's the prequel to The Sopranos, which I get a lot of heat for this, but not my favorite show. In not nope. in my top five. Nope. Uh, there were enough. There's enough fat on that. There's a lot of sizzle. A good amount of steak. But there's a lot of sizzle there. I thought for the most part, the last season was pretty weak and not even to get into the finale, which a lot of people had a problem. A lot with. Of, I didn't, but a lot of people had a problem with it. Kind of Game of Thrones ish. Right. Like the last season wasn't great. And I also think out of all the great shows, you just hit on it. 
Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, The Wire, The Leftovers, whatever. Every part has some payoff or some right. reason to do it. Whereas The Sopranos, you're like, oh, they didn't need to do any of that. Like that whole arc, they could probably oh, just... Yeah. Anytime, Punk. and I'm going to say this right now, this might be a Rossian take, but anytime AJ Soprano is on the screen, fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, I don't need it. Take a long hike. I don't need it. Off a short pier. Yeah. If you can. Uh, Ryan, TV. I haven't caught up on everything yet, but in two weeks, we will do Loki as it's only six episodes. Episode four. Strong. Awesome. Awesome. Episode Strong. four of Loki. Uh, great finish, too, to that. Where, where, so there's a mid credits. Yes. And so where that goes, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows what the hell just happened. Damn clue. And, and then wait. I did not see Bad Batch. Oh, I'm here to tell you. So there, what are we on? Like 11? See uh, episode yeah, 11? We're getting up there. Might be the worst episode of the series. Fuck. It stunk. Like it was one of those ones where, and our buddy Fridge, who I hope is listening because he's a very big wrestling guy, but, and I hope I don't embarrass him, but, um, <laughs> Nothing happened. Oh no, nothing. That stinks. That's pro that that is one of the problems. We we're just talking about the Sopranos. Yeah, like that's the the Clone Wars at the, at the best is so good, but then there's just a lot of unnecessary stuff. So that sounds like that. Yep. So are we even going to do a standalone Bad Batch episode? Depends on how it ends. Okay, I think it. Yeah. it, it so we have. I mean, these are three episode. Filoni likes his like three episode arcs, arcs right? Yeah, right. So hopefully, the last three episodes we can talk about those. Okay. Um, the last and the, the three episodes they just ended and hope this is two weeks old. So, right. <laughs> but um, so stick on the it. Cad Bane stuff. Yeah, was great. I love the Cad Bane stuff. So I think if this C series uh, pulls in what's his nuts, uh, Grogu, we're gonna have to talk about it, right? Or if it sort of has a thing where it's gonna, I think it already maybe had like set up some sort of Mandalorian type stuff or not, not Mandalorian, Boba Fett, like that. So we'll have to do it. Uh, can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? What, how spoiler is it for Bad Batch? Because, okay, so this happened in like two weeks ago. Like they mentioned something in the Bad Batch. Yeah, I think go ahead. Okay. So technically, Omega is Boba Fett's sister. Yeah. yeah. So that, ha that has to play. They, and they have to bring to that up in. in the Boba Fett series. Right. We should have played it before. Played I understand we should have played it before, but we didn't. We're playing it. We're playing it now. Okay. But to me, I mean, that's the linchpin of the show. Yes. Is that she is the female version. So her and Boba are the gen exact genetic right. clones of Django. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that needs to be addressed mm -hmm. some, at mm -hmm. some point in the future. I agree. Uh, and then what's the other show that we watch? Oh, Dave. I didn't finish this episode yet because I was busy. It was good Good one. I think we're starting to turn the corner. Okay, I mean, good. this episode is still very stressful. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul so it's starting to turn the corner. Okay, a little bit. All right. Ali's back in the picture now. Yes. Much so so that's nice. Yes. Um. Yeah. Gata, Gata I, it's not perfect. Great. It's Gata was Gata was yeah. full Gata this yeah. episode. So that Love was good. It. Yeah. Love it. Uh, and then Rick and Morty. I don't know if there was a new one or not. I don't I know. I, it. it was the fourth. Yeah, so. So maybe there wasn't. Uh, but I did watch the second one. It okay. was good. Okay. Right. It was good. Yeah. All right, Ron. Should we get to the, the next portion of the program? Yeah. The people like. Should I have bought this? And it's brought to you by 47 Brand. Go to 47brand.com and use the promo code hashtag dork. 
at checkout for 20% off your order. More than just hats. Of course, Davey and I actually are both wearing Bruins hats, different versions of oh, mine's on backwards. Yeah. But just take my word for it. It's a Bruins hat. Davey's got the old look at the fucking bear on there. Look at that thing. And look at that brown bear. It's a good faux seven. Look at that brown bear. But they have other stuff too. If you like t-shirts, you like sweatshirts, like whatever you like, they have it. Uh, and use hashtag dork at checkout. Again, 20% off of that. But this is an opportunity for you to email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Something that you bought that was more than $25. If you'd like a brief description, but send us a photo of it and we will answer the question. Should I bought this? And also coming up on August 15th at idle hands, a dork live show alongside Mac and goo. We're going to do the first ever dork teaks road show mm -hmm. where you, the listener show up at the event. That's the first step. Second step, bring something that you bought and show it to us. We will describe what it is. Yep. We will guess how much money it costs. Mm -hmm. And then you will tell us actually how much money it costs. And then we'll tell you whether you should have bought it or not. Seems pretty simple. Sounds cool. And, I, and a, what a way for you to spend a Sunday. Just bring something from your house and show it to present it to strangers. Present it to us. Yeah. And we'll tell you. We will answer the goddamn question. If or not, you should have bought it. Mm -hmm. Let's take you right now to the stream here on YouTube. And Ryan, for those listening on the podcast, oh, what do you see in front of you? This comes in uh, courtesy of Tim. So Tim has sent us in what looks like a, a cornhole set. It looks like a cornhole set. With stars and stripes. We have stripes and stars for the bags, which is very patriotic, very 4th of July. That's why I did it for this. He sent this in a while ago, but I saved it for the 4th of July episode. And interestingly, they are decal. These aren't painted. These aren't drawn. This no. is a straight like poster no. print yeah. of the Justice League on one side yep. and the Avengers on the other side. The, the promo pictures of the entire team. Yeah, kind of like, I like that. So Justice League from the first uh snyder movie i guess yep. or joss whedon whatever you want to call it but that's sort of the six of them standing uh side by side and then it's avengers and it's sort of like it's kind of two-tiered there but it has all six of the, the original avengers and i'll give you one more thing before i tell you the price this sure. this might seal the deal for you but uh if you look close he sent a bunch of pictures i only have a couple of them here uh, uh here we go if you look closely, ooh, LED lighting inside the holes. There's two different colors, but this one that we're showing you here is green. So say you're playing at dusk. Say you're playing at night. You're bold enough to play at night. You'd still be able to see the hole. So Tim, a <laughs> colleague of Tim. Ah, I shouldn't have you said did it. That you way. did it. Yep. Someone's going to clip Conflicted that. Conflicted about whether to say anything because I feel like Michael Patrick Porkins could win it even without the oral. His father didn't need to do the oral. And that is why this is so tough for me to tell about the oral. <laughs> Makes sense. It's tough. So here's the deal it's a cornhole set. You get the bags, like Davey said, stars and stripes bags, the, the very important LED lighting. So it was a colleague of Tim who has like a, a project where he makes a woodworker and makes all this stuff. Great. So he bought it for $300, $300. Let's zoom in on Ryan's face again. When I told you that $300, $300, I don't think he used rap American dollars, a bag of Bobbish $300. I was in. Yep. 
until you said three hundred dollars. You didn't like the price. I don't like the price on you that. Don't like I the like the price point. Now, Tim, I like the board. It's a good set. It's a good set. A great set. I don't like the price point. Price is high. If you were to ask me, I would have said one twenty-five to one fifty. Oh, so you're cutting that in half. I'm half that. Mm-hmm. And even then, like, mm-hmm. that's steep, man. You know me. As you kindly say, I can stretch a buck. You sure can. <laughs> that does seem kind of high to me. And again, I like it. I love cornhole. Cornhole is super fun. It's in super fact, fun. In fact, it's the best of the lawn games because you can have one hand drinking a beer. Well, I think I think that's one of those games where that's mandatory. It's all right. Yeah, I've like, never played without it. You need it. One like hand? If you're not if you're one. not playing with one in the hand, then what are and we then, doing? You're tossing. You're having a nice time. It throws me off when I don't have a. Right. Oh, yeah. Actually, that'd be bizarre. Imagine throwing yeah. that. You got two loose hands. You're like, I don't know what to do. So I think like Ricky Bobby. Be like, <laughs> not sure what to do with my hands. So if you, I, listen, love the set. Hope you love enjoy the set. The set. Hope you enjoy. I hope you play the balls off this thing. But the $300, the price point, a bit high. A little high. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry, T-Bone. I like it. Get I like the fuck it. out of here, though. And may if if you have the disposable income to spend $300 on a cornhole set, God love you. Must be nice. If I came home with that mm-hmm. and my wife said, awesome, how much was that? And I said, $300. Get the fuck out of here. Nope. She would send me on an errand to go get scratchies and cigarettes, and I'd come back and she'd be gone. Because yeah, she would leave you. Right, your wife would leave. That's you. not true, but you, you get the idea. Yeah, think about that. Think about that, folks. Yep. Nice item, though. Mm-hmm. But again, that's where the price point comes into play. The price point's pretty important. It's not just the look of it. it looks like the chat was kind of, kind of similar mindset to us. Like, so does, like it, the item, mm-hmm. but mm. I think that I think those lights were battery operated. If I were to guess, it would have to. Have been. You think so? Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would assume so. I mean, I don't think you would get well, a yeah, you don't have to go to a plug it fucking in. Wall. Hey, you guys got a uh, really long extension cord? <laughs> so we could play cornhole in, in the dark? Like, nah, man. No. We, we don't. Uh, all right, Ryan. You, uh, I got a question for you. What? Y'all ready for biz? Are you going to skip my shit? Oh, shit. You skip my shit? It's time for Unbelievable. I even wrote it down. Even if it takes more than a minute. Time now, of course, for the Davies Video Game Minute <laughs> as planned. As planned. And this portion of the show, as always, generously brought to us by Wild Wild Bill Soda. Go to drinkwildbills.com. Use the promo code Ron Von D. Get yourself out. Just like the faux sevens, get yourself 20% off some nice, nice uh, bevs. You know, if you're playing cornhole, you need a bev. Oh, it's soda season season. Get it's out so, there. Not only that, you know what it is? It's more than soda season, it's mixer season. A lot of mixed drinks. I love a mixed drink. Love a mixed drink. And Wild Bill Soda is probably by far the best soda to mix with. Oh, my God. Uh, on its own, it's great, but mixing yeah. is unbelievable. I had one last night. What would you have? At a, at a uh, blackberry soda and rum oh my God. with a little bit of lime. That is so nice. Woo! Cracking rum, dark rum. Good shit, right? Why don't you bring any of that over here? I should have next time, next week. Bring that over. All right. Bring some wild. We'll drink wild bills. We'll have a oh mix my drink. god. We're gonna have the best time next week. We're gonna not to wish this time. week away. This week's been going great too. But next week's great. gonna be a fucking blast. So I got a couple things. I we'll make it short because yeah. we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I started playing, and I mentioned this on Twitter right after we stopped recording. So we recorded on Tuesday. The next day, mm-hmm. I turned on Super Smash Brothers, and Kazuya from Tekken is awesome. on there. Awesome. And he is is a killer. Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolute killer. Like no business. <laughs> 
If you're Link, you have no business fighting this guy, even with a sword. Really? He'll get you. He's good. I was never a fan of him, like using him in any of the Tekken games. But if you're into the Tekken storyline, he's very, the guy. Very important and character. He, you, Devil Jin oh, shows well, up. So Devil Jin, you can do like the Devil Jin. I could, I could, yeah. I had a average Devil Jin. Yeah. But a Kazuya mm, couldn't do it. Oh, so sorry, Kazuya, the Devil Kazuya, the demon. No, one. but I'm saying like yeah, just Devil like the Jin standard yeah. version, I couldn't really do much yeah. of. But yeah, uh, and he's he's great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely check that out. Right. I finished. So I finished the campaign, the golf story on Mario oh, Golf. That. I finished it. Oh, cool. It's a little kitty. But what's your like, character up to? Level what? Like 62. Fuck. All right. I am. All right. So by the way, we should plan maybe after this, the first hashtag dork open. Yes. And we'll get everybody involved. And then this is what I was thinking, too. We do four majors that everybody has to compete in. And then you can do regular events that you whatever, if you yeah. can. But each group of the Dork Shared Universe should have their own major. Because there's, what, five courses? Four majors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So whatever. So one can be a bonus. But we pick yeah. a course. And then at the end, we can like keep track of like who won all the majors. Do like a point system. Like yes. the right. Okay, cool. I like that. Yes. Um, is it stroke or speed? Are we going stroke or speed? So it depends on the event. It depends on who's hosting the event, I guess. Absolutely. Great. Yep. We should do a mix. We should make sure that we have both. And get it queued up. And if you want to do a cross-country event. <laughs> this is this no, week we in the fuck? I, Do you know how many takes. sounders I have? Get the fuck out of here. Can get the fuck out of here. I thought you were asking for this one. I have seen a security hologram of him killing younglings. There's no coming back from that. He killed younglings. He did. And the last, so many younglings. So the last part of Davey's video game minute this week. So EA has now teased out that they are going to announce this week the return of another one of their sports franchises. Crazy. There's some front runners. That so people, obviously NCAA football is already coming NCAA out in two football. years or whatever. Right. So the people are speculating. Is it? I don't think it's MVP baseball because... MLB is like locked up with, with the show with the show. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if yeah. it's MVP baseball. Here are some of the front runners it could be. Fight night. Here's my one problem with fight night. What, boxing sucks now. Yes. What yeah. current boxers would you have in it that people cared about? You'd have to go uh, all classic boxers yeah. again. But I did like Fight Night. Fight Night was fun as hell. Fight night's fucking awesome. Um the other one was um so SSX. basketball. SSX. Mm. The most fun. You love that. Yeah, I know. The only game, yeah, sports game that was more fun than SSX, NBA Street. Oh, NBA Street. NBA Street was the shit. NBA Rock and CL Smooth in the beginning. Yeah. Like, I, they reminisce over you as the game comes on. I did like that. Oh, that game was the shit. I wish I had that ready. I don't have that on the board, but. Oh, maybe you could like pick your own three person team. It's great. Yeah. That'd be good. It, uh, that Is would that be your really pick, good. or do you, would you rather have SSX? either SSX okay. or, or Street or NBA Street? All right. And get out of here with the NFL Street. That sucked. Uh, no, I didn't like that either. No, nah, Blitz yeah. was better. I'm good. Yeah, I'd rather have Blitz. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for Bisque? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. It's the topic it. of the day. It, today it is Dark Side of the Ring, and we're going seasons one and two. We know right now they're currently. Uh, airing season three, they've taken a little bit of a break, so it's a hiatus. About half of season three has already aired on Vice, but we are going to talk about every episode from season one and two. If you've missed this show, 
You can go back and watch it on Hulu or Discovery Plus. They used to have episodes on YouTube, but I feel like it's gotten really popular where they started to pull them down. But I yeah. originally watched a bunch of these on YouTube, but they are both available in those other two as well. Um, we will begin. And by the way, it is a total season one is six episodes. Season two is 10 episodes, but only nine subjects. One of the subjects is two parts. Uh, so we're going to talk about 16 episodes, 15 different subjects, and uh, we'll begin spoiler-free as we always do. Ryan, did you like it? I did. The highs were incredibly high, Yeah, and the worst episodes were fine. So that's, I, I agree. I think it's a great documentary series mm -hmm. where even the bad, uh, I, actually, there is no bad episode. So to me, even if we start to be like, eh, this one, this one, this one, still to me worth watching. The highs definitely are the ones that you like still remember and still yep. want to talk about. But the I tried coming up with the rankings and I've also watched season three. I know mm -hmm. Davey hasn't. I've started to watch that. So I've tried to rank them as well. There's really no bad episode. And the other crazy part about it is they're all hour-long episodes with commercials, so they're really 44 minutes. Yeah. So you think about all these documentaries that we watch now, it's like three to ten parts on Netflix, or it's two hours on regular... This is 44 minutes, and they tell so much of a story. I think what they do a great job of is getting most of the people that you would want to talk about that subject and talk about it. Yeah, and then we have we have it on in the background right we'll now. So if you, if you, here, if yeah. you, it's on mute. But like I'm I'm kind of like even now I'm just like drawn to it. So to pick to flip what you said. So I think the best episode is a six. Yep. And the worst episode is like a three. Yeah, I would say even a four. And there's for me. one. And yeah. what, there's one three. We'll talk about oh, that. Okay. Spoiler. Yeah, there's yeah. One yeah. three. But there's a few sixes where I would think it's yes. even itself is probably like the 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 series itself is more five or six. The other key thing is. It is not produced by WWE, which, which is good. It's great. Most documentaries that you see, wrestling ones, are produced by WWE. But Beyond the Mat, for example, yep. isn't like Wrestling with Shadows isn't. And those ones are awesome. Like Beyond the Mat, we could do a whole episode on. And there wasn't the other one, The Redemption of Jake the Snake. That uh, was a good one. But was that? That might have been. That might have been WWE. Even still. I mean, but that even was still. No, some of them, like eight. The uh, A&E recently did a whole bunch of characters, and they were pretty good, but they have the WWE stuff on, so they don't get into it. Like, I think the one big takeaway is there's a handful of people that the WWE just straight up doesn't want to even talk about anymore. Yes. And some for better reason than others, but there's a whole bunch of them. And whereas this series is like, all right, who's the characters they don't want to talk about? We're going to do a whole thing on it. And so that's what I, I've really liked. I also think... You don't need to be a wrestling fan to like most of these. No. So I was watching the one that I told everyone here I wasn't going to watch, and I watched it. And I sit, I was sitting there watching it with my wife today, and she was like, I mean, she loves true crime right. documentaries. This she is what loves, this is. And this is what, it, think of like a true crime documentary, but with wrestlers. Yeah. And she was in it. She right. was like, so wait, who's that? And she was like asking me questions. You know when people are like asking you questions, like they pretend not to be watching? But they And then sure they like, are. so wait, yeah. so he knows... So we'll get into that. But um, I, I definitely agree with that because it's very true crime because most of these characters, if you just and we're going to go through each one in order, but the vast majority of the characters or I keep saying characters, but like wrestlers that they Personas. talk about. Yeah. Most of them are dead. Yes. Almost all of them. And that was one of the things like growing up too. remember was the old dead wrestlers thing. Like, yeah, wrestlers. Sure. 
didn't last very long. Like no. that lifestyle was insane and like the steroid and drug abuse and everything else. Like they the schedule, the and, schedule like, injuries had, and just like, oh, it's off the charts, and they would just die so quick. Uh, but this dark side <laughs> has done such a good job. You but know, it's funny, like I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to be laughing, but it's like a lot of these people are dead, and the ones who aren't, you're like, how are you not dead? Right. There's like the Keith Richards version of it like, where you're like, yeah, how are you not this dead? guy? Like, what yeah. the fuck? So what is your we'll get into it more, obviously, in spoilers. Yep. But right now, if somebody was going to watch one of these that hasn't watched it, what's your one favorite episode? It's one A and one B for me. OK, go ahead. One A, New Jack. So that would be season two, episode yep. three, The Life and Crimes of New Jack. And um, yes. So season two, episode eight cocaine and cowboy boots the herb abram story which in and of itself that is the best title of a hundred percent yeah cocaine and cowboy boots yeah. this one needs to be made into a movie and i tweeted about it and it, yeah. i can perfectly cast it yeah who would play him jonah hill yep i can see that like a, I can jonah hill lose a little bit of weight and mm -hmm. like well he has but like he's if skinny jonah hill skinny I, yep thinner jonah hill can play herb abrams easy easy oh yeah that's easy a, that's and, a really good and one what a fucking fascinating story that was well so that's what's so great about this series too is that there are some character uh, why do i keep saying characters there are some episodes of wrestlers that they talked about look that at you could play them right now we know sorry, so sorry. much about there's herb up there yeah. but like you know they they do one on uh like owen hart or the road warriors yep. or the the montreal screw job and as a wrestling fan i'm like yeah i feel like i know everything about right. that and they still give you a few things that you don't. But then they also introduce characters like Herb Abrams, who I had no idea no about idea. prior to this. And I'm like, this is insane. Or like New Jack. I knew a little bit of New Jack. I remember watching New Jack and some of the things he did. And again, how are you not dead? How is he not dead? I remember ECW how did you not Jack. kill somebody. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but New Jack's definitely my favorite one so far. I also really liked the Dave Schultz episode yeah which we'll get to about like this guy and how he got erased so new jack is dead now right yeah new, new jack he, but he was in the episode he's a lot he they interview him so well, he's, thankfully they yeah. were able to do this last year and talk to him because he was a big part of his episode yep. but yeah he, he uh had a heart attack earlier this year yep. i believe and, and and died um all right what, what would your hashtag dork score be if you had a combined season one and season two five yeah, I'm going five and a half because yeah. I loved it. And even like the bad episodes, like I said, they just move so quick and you at least pick up a nugget or two. You don't have to be a wrestling fan. I am. I know you were. I, I, yeah. and that, I was just about to say that. Like, you're a bigger wrestling fan than yeah, I. I still like it. And, here and I there. liked there was enough. I knew. I mean, I watched if you are our age and weren't re watching wrestling in like the 90s, like oh the Attitude God. Era, like what were you what were you doing? Yeah, that's actually yeah. a good point. Like, so, like all of the nine, I would say my my main wrestling obsession was from like ninety to oh one, mm -hmm. and then like you know you go to college and you're kind of away from it for a while. You're doing other things. Yeah, you're yeah you're kind of interested in other things. And then I got roped back into. And again, I don't watch it weekly. I watch WrestleMania every year. I watch the Royal Rumble every year. I'll I'll peep in on some of the NXT pay per views because I think they have good matches. And I have like a general awareness like of who's wrestling. But it was, I think it was the 2011 Royal Rumble was in Boston. Yes. And that was when I was working at the sports hub and Damon Amendolara had an extra ticket. He's like, do you want to go to the Rumble? I was like, yeah, I'll go to the Rumble. And I was like, 
why am I not watching this anymore? Like, this is yeah. great. Like, this is fantastic. So I, I, I dip in and out, but I love these documentaries. I am all in on these, uh, these documentaries. So do you want to just go through each episode or yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, so let's start. That. So, uh, let's, I guess, get Hit the those. buzzer. Spoilers. 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 Here come the spoilers. All right. Season one, episode one called the match made in heaven. This one is all about Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. And this is one David, where I would say as a big wrestling fan, and having listened to some podcasts that like are on wrestling, I feel like there wasn't a ton new here. No, but still worth discussing. Like they're pretty important characters. Two uh, unfortunately tragic stories. Both died way too young. Mm -hmm. Were a major impact. And like when I first got into wrestling, like Miss Elizabeth was the first female I remember being in wrestling. And Macho Man, and they kind of get into this a little bit, but there was always Hulk Hogan. And then it was like, all right, after Hulk Hogan. Who was like the next guy? And as a kid, I liked Ultimate Warrior a right. lot, but Randy Savage had sort of that longer reign as being like the legit number two and like a better wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he was a he was the first guy I remember being like a him and Snuka were like the first guys I remember like knowing what a fl high flyer was. Like yep. those are the first two guys I remember being like, oh, so or Ricky Steamboat. Like yep. I'm like I watched wrestling then too, and like mm -hmm. I think I remembered one of the first wrestling memories I have is the. When they got married right. in the ring, like right. I, I remember that, and I remember playing the old stand-up arcade like WWF game, and like right. Miss Elizabeth was in it. Oh yeah, like she she was big time. She was big time. Miss Elizabeth was was it. I mean, there were how many women were like like and like that character. Like everybody was obsessed with Miss Elizabeth. Like, yeah, people yeah. loved Miss Elizabeth. That was an awakening for a lot of people in the eighties. I would I would say that, I would, that it yeah. was. <laughs> and just what a mess too and like so one thing i never really understood and i don't even know if it was ever explained but so macho man was a huge part of the 80s and obviously his wrestlemania 3 match is one of the great matches of all time against steamboat mm -hmm. and then you get into the 90s and vince mcmahon wanted to like introduce these new wrestlers into the mix and he put savage on commentary and like didn't have him wrestle anymore. He's like, ah, his wrestling days are done. I'm like, he's not done. He's not done. He and went and wrestled in WCW for like 10 years. Right. It's like, like kind of what forced him into WCW. Yeah. It was like, he's like, well, I'm not done wrestling anymore. And then they forced him. There. And then by the way, WCW, he got pretty big. He got a little bit. Bigger. Those guys. I mean, you look at like Buff Bagwell, like those dudes. Oh, Scott Steiner. I think they were a little loosey goosey with the, uh, might've been. Might yeah. have been. But like that was the whole thing. Like now, like Savage is an NWO, Miss Elizabeth is an NWO. Then they start to like branch out. You're like, all right, yeah, I'm kind of it's kind of losing its luster here for me, right? And it was, I mean, as you know, I mean, the WWF now WWE, but now was like the big time, right? Mm -hmm. And then WCW was like just underneath, mm -hmm. you know. And I feel like one of the overarching themes in this entire show, and it starts with this, is like there were a lot of. Vince McMahon does not come off very well no, a lot that, of times. And that's what I think is the ma major difference between like a WWE produced documentary mm -hmm. and these ones. And it's also crazy to see the length of time that Vince McMahon like spans. Was it like 78 or 77 to like now? Yeah. So like you see him getting into these arguments with like wrestlers from like the mid 80s. Yeah. And then like today. Well, it's funny. So my wife was asking me, she's like, all right, so if these people are wrestling in like different things, like they're wrestling in Japan, mm -hmm. wrestling in WCW, wrestling all this stuff, she's like, why don't they just like unionize? Or why don't they just like, because one of the things that she kept like, we talk about like people getting hurt. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that these guys are all independent contractors. So technically, they're not employed by the WWE. So they're like responsible for their own health care. They're responsible for their own like yeah, insurance. It's not great. It, it sucks. Like this life. And she's yeah. like, why don't they? I'm like, we have to understand. Like once people started getting big, and this is one of the things like WCW or ECW, WWE just buys them. Yeah, that was the big thing. That the big takeaway too is like there was all these territories for the longest time, and then once Vince took over for his dad, he's like, oh, "We're just gonna like the whole the territory would be the United States, right?" So now all these like Southwest or Canada or like whatever like Texas, like no, we'll just take those guys. Yeah, let's take them, and then they're gone, and there's nowhere else to wrestle. And even today, like AEW where Jericho is, like that's a decent company, but like nothing's like WWE. And once, but once they start getting big, yeah, they'll get bought out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. So that one's decent, uh, Savage and Miss Elizabeth. So then the second episode is the Montreal screw job, which, of course, is, again, talking about WWF and WCW. Bret Hart has the title, but he's going to go to WCW, but he doesn't want to lose it in Canada to Shawn Michaels. So Vince McMahon basically double crosses him and has the ref in on it. Shawn Michaels in on it. They ring the bell, even though he didn't tap out and they get the belt that way. So I'm glad that they did this one before doing the Owen Hart episode. Me too. Because it makes the Owen Hart story much more compelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to give the, but the yeah, so when Owen Hart passes away, his wife sues rightfully yep. the, the whole company for a wrongful death claim. Everyone in the Hart family, or half the Hart family, turns their back on her, and which is like crazy to me. After what they did to Brett, I know, and what they did to Owen, and they were still and they like, still, oh, but yeah, like what that the part fuck? was crazy. That was the other thing because that that whole Canadian company, and you'll see once you get to the Dynamite Kid episode yep. in season three, they basically just took over Stampede Wrestling, and they're like, we'll take like the few wrestlers that are any good, which included Brett, which included mm-hmm. Dynamite Kid, but the whole Bret Hart thing was crazy too because Bret Hart didn't want to leave wwf no and he signed this crazy long contract with them like 25 year contract or something insane and then then vince was like yeah i don't think we can pay you so go back to wcw and see what they're asking so eric bischoff who was just paying for everybody at that point was like all right and bought bret hart actually jericho has a good story about how much money he gave him and like bischoff was just buying everybody back then like mid to late 90s and so bret hart goes in there but which was pretty I think kind of compelling is he and Shawn Michaels actually hated each other. Like it wasn't like a wrestling right. shtick. Like they hated each other. They just dis- like, he thought Shawn Michaels was disrespectful and like this whole thing. And they had a great angle going. Like this is, this was our heyday of watching. Right. And so we, we remember it was so funny to me because when Bret Hart and the Hart foundation showed up in any United States city, they got booed. But then as soon as raw, was in Montreal or Calgary. They got cheered. Yeah. It was like a very Canada versus US thing. And so at the end, they're like, hey, you're going to lose to Sean. And he's like, I don't want to lose to Sean. And then they're like, all right, you won't lose to Sean in Montreal. That's fine. And they fucking give him the old, the, the, the quick old, count. The old quick count. No, he it spits was, in the boss's face. So he puts him in the sharpshooter. Yeah. And then fucking Earl Hebner, this, this boob. Yeah. He, uh, he says he tapped out. And then Bret Hart not only spits in Vince McMahon's face, but then goes back into the locker room and punches them out. Like legit punches them out. And Undertaker is all fired up the whole thing. Now, this is one though, as a wrestling fan, and if you listen to any of the podcasts and stuff, like no real new territory. No, here. it wasn't new. But no. pretty cool. Yeah. All right, episode three was the killing of Bruiser Brody. Oh my God. This guy fucking psycho. This like guy. I I was I knew 
ish about right. Bruiser Brody. Right. But like seeing him in Puerto Rico or like Japan and people, he had that fucking huge chain and he's like swinging it around yeah. his head. And the, it was like a 20 pound chain. Yeah. He's a big fella. And he's swinging it around his head and people are like running. Like he's in the crowd fucking swinging a chain around. There's a different time there in the, yeah. uh, the 80s. Because again, this, this was the time I kind of missed. Like when I watched it, it was all like WWF and then WCW and then ECW. Mm-hmm. But like growing up, like the generation just before us was where it was more like territories yep. and like where these guys were, were, were wrestling. So Bruiser Brody was a monster in the 80s and he went down to Puerto Rico and fought a guy named uh actually no no, no wasn't even a wasn't even a match it was backstage backstage got yeah. into a confrontation with invader one who was jose gonzalez and stabbed him to death stabbed him to death yeah and then pleaded like uh self-defense and got away with it but what was crazy about this episode was tony atlas who mm-hmm. was there talking about it and then abdullah the butcher this guy what the fuck what happened? Abdullah the Butcher looks like three miles of torn up road <laughs> right now. He's you see his head. Like he's got not all right. Like, his head just, is just a he must maze have just, of just. He must have just cut himself every match. Yeah, Abdullah's head doesn't look right. His it doesn't look right. No, like Dusty Rhodes before he died. Pick of the pod. Yeah, his was like that too. Like they just every single night must have been a, just the what do they call it the. Abdullah the Butcher. Oh that guy God. was not in great shape either. No as a professional no. wrestler. He's broken down. But this one was crazy. And this is also sort of leads to a theme, too. Like when some of these guys go to other countries, it's like you're kind of on your own because I don't know. All the different Puerto Rican wrestlers seem to sort of keep it to themselves. And we're just like, well, whatever. But and this then- was, and again, I'm going to use a wrestling term that I'm, I've only recently become familiar with. And I asked Fridge all the time what this means. And he's, his answer was like, it doesn't really mean anything anymore. But this idea of like kayfabe. Kayfabe, huge. Which is, it's a Japanese word. But basically it means like you're you're in it. It's like if you're, if you're a heel, you're yeah. in, if you go outside the ring, you you can't, you For have example. to respect like the character. Yeah. So in WrestleMania 2000 that we played in, in uh, 64, yeah. you and I were the party boys. Sure were. So we would be kayfabe brothers. Yes. So like we would have to then go around in like the city and stuff and be like, that's my brother. That's my brother. Even though yeah. we're not actually brothers. But right. that's so Bruiser like Brody yeah. had to be this like fucking psycho yeah. even out of the ring. Right. And, and we'll wasn't. get into that with like Dave Schultz and stuff too. But like, right. but like that, that was an idea. Like if, if yeah. you were a heel, you had to be heel all the time. All in the, the time. public, you had to act like that person. Yeah. Which is not, they and don't then, really do it anymore because they're, well, you know, like Jim Cornette, like it's all pissed about guys that don't do that now. And it's like, bro, let's talk about him. Yeah. He's in like most of these. He's in most of these. And he's to he probably knows more about wrestling than anybody on the planet. Oh, he's a wrestling historian. Clearly, he's a fucking nerd. (laughs) Like you're a nerd. (laughs) Like you. He's like that guy who's like involved in the business, but not really. But pretends like he is like he he was there. He was involved, but he was like, but you know what I mean? Like, no, I know you weren't in the ring. Oh, he didn't wrestle. He managed a few guys. Right, But like you weren't. He talks about these matches like he was he participated. No, I know. I mean, he like booked probably some of them. Well, he I'm ran sure he that did, Smoky but... Mountain, but whatever. But I get your you get point. what I'm saying. I do get what you're saying. And I guess he was very critical of guys before, like being like friendly, like outside of the ring. It's like, dude, people get it. People want to see a show. Right. I'm all for it. Like, if if two guys hate each other in the ring or whatever, great. It guess what? If they're friends out of the ring, it's fine. Okay. So here, here is a great parallel that we can we can both your world. Jim Cornette is that guy who's like a sports radio guy mm-hmm. who's played JV baseball, mm-hmm. right? Talking about 
how a guy can't hit a 98 mile an hour slider. Like, how the <laughs> hell can you not hit that? I'm like, yeah, you've never done it. Come on, buddy. Like, what the fuck? If Get I there. threw you, if take Nathan, one power, Nathan Evaldi threw you a hundred pitches, you might touch one. Nah, only if he wanted you to. Right. Only that's it. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, you're a nerd. Get uh, the fuck out of here. Episode four was the last of the Von Ericks. So this is a group where. In Texas, they were the biggest thing in the world. They were yes. like the Beatles. They were they were crazy. And again, for us being from the Northeast, the only recollection I have of the Von Erichs was Carrie Von Erich mm. came to the WWF kind of early 90s, early mid 90s, and he was the Texas Tornado. Yes. What was so fucked is he wrestled then on like one foot. He got in a horrible car accident. They like did something to his leg. It wasn't even like a legit prosthetic. It was like 93. It, it, <laughs> and he wrestled. He fucking wrestled like that. None of these guys, this is like the saddest story in the world. None of these, there's one of them left, Kevin Von Erich, and he's a big part of this uh, mm -hmm. episode. Uh, they're all dead. Like three of them by suicide. It's insane. It's like yeah. an insanely sad. sad story. Yeah. But the Von Erichs ran Texas. And what's nuts is their father, Fritz Von Erich, what a name. Fr yeah, Fritz von Eric. He was like, this This is the wrestling mindset for some of those guys back then. He's like, all right, what would be the biggest villain? I got it. Nazi. He wrestled as a Nazi. <laughs> like, dude, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Go, like, you're getting heat. I'm not doing it. It's like the, uh, like, what it, it's do? always sunny when cricket is the Taliban. Same thing. <laughs> so Fritz was a Nazi. All of his sons wrestled and they were just like some of the, the, the video that they showed of that was like like the girls going crazy. Yeah. The crowd went wild. They were handsome runners. dudes. They were big, yeah. fucking muscular, big, handsome big dudes. Handsome all Texas yeah. All Americans. Mm -hmm. uh, the mysterious death of gorgeous Gino is episode five. Now I feel like we can kind of marry two of these episodes right now. Go ahead. So the mysterious death of gorgeous Gino and the assassination of Dino Bravo yeah. are essentially the same episode. Yeah, they kind of are. They're very um, similar. Where and if, one thing so. Gorgeous Gino gets involved. He becomes like a drug dealer, basically, right? So what's crazy about the Gino episode, and you're right, yes. And and he started, at, at one point in the episode, Jake the Snake Roberts says Gino hung out with some bad people. Jake the Snake. So Jake the Snake viewed Gino as like what he was running with was like kind of dangerous. And, and, he, so, and Jake yeah. the Snake is like, you know, we're all doing the same shit. Like, yeah, yeah. we're, like, we're oh, yeah. all doing the same thing. Like, but, I did drugs with Gino, but like. And he Gino, I think I want to say also at one point was probably fighting the Von Erics. That was all around a similar time. Yeah. I think he might have been down in that in that area. But that was sort of a weird one. And we still don't really know. And in fact, didn't they say like cause of death was like drug overdose? And everyone's like, like, no fucking He had way. like five times the amount of cocaine in his system that would have killed him. So there is something real. And there was those there. cool stuff, like cool, cool I stories. I know about them, him taking a sugar bowl, like an actual like sugar bowl out of his cabinet that was full of cocaine. Insane. It was like Blow, like Insane. the movie Blow, but he right. was a wrestler. And then similar story. So Dino Bravo, who was in Montreal, he was like the big promo booker and like the best wrestler in Montreal, yeah. which was another territory. Right. Gets involved with the mob. Yeah. Because he was like, he was Italian, but he was French Canadian. Like right. he spoke French. Odd. And he was doing but, like, it was like cigarettes. Yeah. It, it wasn't was like, like cocaine. Type it shit. wasn't yeah. like, it was like cigarettes that got him. Cigarettes. And it was weird because <laughs> he was in that Montreal outfit. And then Jacques Rougeau was a big part of that episode. It was the Mountie. Right? Ended up being the Mountie. Yeah. And it was like the Flying Rougeaus or whatever the hell they called themselves. He and his brother came to, and 
Jacques really good in the Dynamite Kid episode, but oh. he shows up in uh, he leaves first for the WWF, and then Montreal's not going very well. So then Dino Bravo shows up, and Dino Bravo is basically the Hulk Hogan of, of Canada, Montreal, yeah, yeah, of Canada. And so they bring him in there. He had like kind of a forgettable run though. He like, was like a nobody. He I remember him, him and yeah. like yeah, Dino Bravo, and so he had like a mini run in WWF, and then he fucking died. A someone assassinated him. I think mob related. Yeah, in his house, and yeah. it's like so like they're both kind of unsolved yeah uh, it's just very weird and then the gorgeous gino episode that's the whole thing where like they were convinced it was a certain guy that was like really big up in, yeah, who gave his eulogy he was like the but then no was it that guy or is it the guy that was like in prison then he came out and then he's like i'm telling you it wasn't me and then they're like all right maybe it wasn't you and then they're like talking to his family yeah it was the guy who did the, the eulogy and they're like do you know who that guy oh, is and oh, then oh. he went to jail and they interviewed him in jail Right, and right. he's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "I gave the eulogy to his wedding. It wasn't me." So yeah. weird, so weird. Yeah. Uh, so episode six, the final episode of season one, is the fabulous Mula, which we knew Mula because they brought her they back brought for her a back. run her in the late nineties and uh, uh, May Young. May Young. Yep. But what you don't realize about fabulous Mula is she probably everybody like gives her all these like accolades, like "Oh, it's great for women's wrestling." Probably set women's wrestling back about fifty years because she wouldn't lose to anybody and there's a whole story with that i forget the woman's name wendy richter wendy richter which was the original screw job yes. they basically montreal screw job wendy richter and women's wrestling and like the let's say the 80s would have been so much further down the road if it wasn't for moolah and then there's the whole thing about her and her husband and then maybe like sweet george brown yeah, oh like my, all that stuff it's a horrible like a horrible she comes story. off horribly to the point where a couple of years ago they gave out an award they were going to give out an award called the fabulous moolah battle royal for the women's yes. uh battle royal at wrestlemania and there was so much backlash because a lot of this information came out that they changed the name of it to the may young so the one thing we talked about before we got started is like there was a woman who i forget i uh, forget her name but basically she Mula basically told her she broke her neck. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, you got to go with this guy. I, I might be getting it reversed. But she's know. like, you got to go out with this guy. He's a promoter. And if you do what he tells you, to, if you do what he tells you to do. Oh, she like, sent him to over. like some place just for this trip. And right. she's like, yeah, yeah. And be really nice. So that, to this guy. so that woman basically insinuating that like you got to sleep with this guy. And if you sleep with this guy, he'll put you over. Right. He'll put you over as, as they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she doesn't do it. And then at the end of the episode, the same woman's like, you can't shit on Mula because if you shit on Mula, you're calling me a prostitute. And it was like, hold up. Like you were the one who just told us that story. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. And I'm not even calling you a prostitute. Like we're just like, you didn't, you weren't trying. You're like, we're calling Mula. Like Mula was just so bad. Right. And the, okay. So the other thing that I can, I also like the Wendy Richter line when she was like, my dad always said like Mula, you couldn't put Mula's face on the can of dog food or whatever, like yeah, to sell dog that's, food that's or whatever. Like just, oh, okay. oh. Um, but the woman who was, I was talking about before and I forget her name. She basically said like, you can think she's an asshole, but you can't deny like what she did for like, fine. Here's the one thing I did have a problem with in that episode and fucking that nerd, Jim Cornette. He keeps talking about like the gold standard of women's wrestling today being Ronda Rousey. No, no way. And no I'm chance. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, it's not like it's, Asuka it's, and like Becky it's Lynch. Asuka, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, uh, Bailey, Sasha Banks. Yeah, like you. It's not Ronda it's Rousey. Not Ronda, Rousey. Ronda, Rousey. Ronda Rousey had like a hot like month. Not only that, but like she had a name for herself before she even wrestled. It, like it wasn't like she was a. No, she's not. He's a wrestler. out of his mind, and you got to go to probably like Lita, oh Trish Stratus, yeah, and Stacy Keebler, maybe Keebler. Who um fucking um what's her name? Oh, China. 
China and uh, oh, fuck, she's on the she best selling Playboy of all time. Mm, well, no, married no. a wrestler, uh, Sunny. No, um, China. No, it was <laughs> Sable. I, Sable. Yeah, but that's not. She didn't wrestle. I mean, she did, but she did. But like legit wrestling, it's the four horsewomen of wrestling. It's Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Becky. Yep. They're like Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Fucking Cornette nerd. All right. So uh, season two, that's the two part right out of the shoot about Chris Benoit, which I know you said you didn't want to watch. I watched it, but you watched it. And one of the things I found really interesting, I didn't know. And this is, I knew the story. It mm -hmm. was, and I, it was one of those things where I'm like, this is really not about the actual case that I really want to know more about. I understand. Um, but his relationship with Eddie Guerrero was like, to me was the most important part of that episode. I agree. And how those two incidents, the death of Eddie Guerrero and the death of Chris Benoit and his family were related. Yeah. Kind of. Chris Jericho tells the story about how at Eddie Guerrero's funeral, Chris Benoit cried so hard into his shoulder that it went through the tears went through his jacket onto his like shoulder, like into yeah. his skin. And so that's definitely a part. And obviously nobody's excuse, like nobody's trying to come up with like reasons no. for Benoit, but you do find out just how close he was with Guerrero and how that just shattered him. But in this episode, they talked to Benoit's son from a previous marriage, not with Nancy and Nancy's sister. Yep. And they're both really good. And in fact, Jericho's the one that brings those two together mm -hmm. and they're able to kind of reunite. But yeah, it's definitely a story that we kind of knew about, but the Guerrero part is something. And I also think it's 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 good for, I don't know, like for for Nancy, because everybody's like, oh, Benoit, you can't talk about Benoit. But, they, but then it's like, well, what about Nancy? What about his son that was killed? Like, at least this is sort of like a telling of that story. You can, you're remembering them a little bit. And I remember at the very beginning of the episode, Chris Jericho saying, and we've a lot of Jericho this episode, but he's he narrates most of these. And he narrates in, all of season two and three. Yeah, and he... um. He says in the beginning of the episode, if you think that I'm glorifying a murderer, right. stop listening now. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's not what I'm doing. Right. I'm talking about the person I knew in the experiences I had with him. That's it. Right. I'm not telling you that he's a great guy and that this shouldn't. And it was a way of explaining the story. Yeah. Without they didn't give any new information, but like giving back a little bit more depth because yeah, when I that agree. first happened, that's all you heard was like Chris Benoit. Murdered his wife and son, hung himself. Murder, suicide. You didn't yep. get anything else. Nope. You didn't hear about the Guerrero stuff. And no. like that, to me, was important. And the the fact that he had basically no frontal lobe left in his head. Oh, yeah. I mean, his like his move was the diving headbutt. That's what I said to my wife. She's like, she's like, well, how bad was the CTE? I'm like, basically, the guy's finisher was, was a work. flying headbutt. Right. Off like, the, how off many the top times rope. did he smack the front of his head? Oh, it was just so bad. Yeah. And that's another one where. So he's probably the number one, like he's like Voldemort in the WWE. Yeah. Like they scrubbed all his matches from the network. Like you can't talk about him. That one I get. Like there are some other characters. I'm like, how come this guy's not brought up more? But that one I at least get. However, when you get into the story about how nobody, like they asked. Uh, so Nancy was, was Benoit's wife who mm -hmm. he murdered. They, they talked to his sister or her sister. Did anybody from WWE contact you? And she's like, Oh, no. she's like Jericho and Chavo Guerrero reached out. She's like, she loves Jericho. And so do we friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, but Chavo Guerrero and, Ed, uh, and Jericho, like they reached out, but like nobody else. Like, so the son, the, the sister, nothing at the funeral, they sent Jim Ross. Nobody else went. 
no, like Vince, none of those guys went and they sent Jim Ross and Nancy's sister basically told him to fuck off and like get it, take a hike. You're like, poor JR. I feel yeah. like JR gets the shit end of that. Like, <laughs> he must. I mean, I don't know. He, he clearly got the, the short straw. Like, we'd be like, one. Well, you're going to represent. I'm us. sure he wanted to go. Right. Oh, yeah. But it'd be like, yeah, yeah. wait, hold up. Like, I'm right. the only one going. Great. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So episode three of season two is the life and crimes of New Jack. This one is 100% the best one. I, I it's unbelievable. Insane. It's insane. Unbelievable. There's so many things to choose from. Let's start with the local one. So this yeah. was in Revere, Massachusetts yep. at like an ECW like house show. We probably have listeners that were there or at least know somebody that was there. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to fight in this tag team match or whatever. And then uh, one of the guys, Axel Rotten, had to leave. So they brought in uh, a local kid uh, who goes by the name of Mass Transit, who said he was 21. And he actually had wrestled some little people, and that's how he got on Paul Heyman's radar. So Tiny the Terrible is yep. in this episode. And he convinces him that he can wrestle. So he's going to just wrestle like the little people mm-hmm. on the show. But then because of the the departure, they're like, you know what? Let's get this guy in there. He's actually 17 years old. He's 17 years old. And no, they didn't know that at the no, time. No, he said he was 21. And back yep. in the 90s, like, yeah, really, you can't check. Probably really check. You're like, yeah. all right, you're, you're 21. We've seen you wrestle a little bit. But the kid's dad was in the audience. The kid's dad drove him yeah. to the thing. Yeah. So, and Tiny the Terrible. Right. And then he wouldn't give him a ride home, which I thought was really funny. He's like, you're fucking giving me a ride home. <laughs> so so uh, Mass Transit's... Uh, Tag team partners, Devon Dudley. Yes. And New Jack and Mustafa, the gangsters, who we'll get to. <laughs> Fucking terrifying, these two terrifying. guys. These guys are badasses. But so they tell Devon, like, we're just going to toss you out of the ring. Don't get back in. And so here's the thing, though. And so I don't know how you feel about it. But they, so Mass Transit originally shows up and he goes, he tells New Jack he wants to get some offense in. Which is like, you don't. Big no, no, Don't do that. Yeah. And then he also said. He wants to get color, meaning like to go ahead and cut me. Like, cut, I want to bleed yeah. a little bit. New Jack's like, oh, I'll cut you. Well, he cut him with like a uh, what, what is that thing like called? A box a cutter. syringe knife or like a, not oh, like a scalpel, a scalpel. He took a scalpel and just started going to work on his head. He like cut him to the bone, to the bone. He needed 50 stitches. He was bleeding out in the ring. And like the most queasy part to me is they're still hitting him with chairs and leg drops while he's bleeding out. And in his the ring. father is screaming. screaming. Yeah. He's 17. He's 17. Like, that's on you. If you're his father, like, that's on you, man. Yeah. Kind of, right? You let him in a ring with New Jack. Like, you like, let him Jesus in an ECW Christ. ring. And then what was the thing? Like, who was he? New Jack got hurt because a guy, he was going to, like, throw him off a ladder. And the guy, like, kind of like, uh, like he, he's, oh, so that was Vic he, Grimes. He hesitated. That was Vic Grimes. Yeah. Vic Grimes. He, and he, he, they both got hurt. Yeah. And so the next time, and I remember watching this on oh ECW, the scaffolding match. Yeah. When he fucking threw, and he barely, well, he, first of all, he, he shot him with a stun gun. He, like, tased with, him three times. He said he didn't want to do it. So he hit him with him. a stun gun and then threw him off and of the scaffold. Yeah. Vic Grimes almost died. And he hit the ropes. Right. Like he almost fucking hand lit oh, on the died. floor. Yeah. So mass transit uh survived that, but then unfortunately passed away like a few years said, later. From gastric bypass surgery. Right. Because he was a big dude. So he so mass transit passed away. Vic Grimes should have died from that yes. and didn't. Uh, then-, <laughs> then he fights this guy, Gypsy Joe. <laughs> So Gypsy Joe's gimmick is to like he can't feel pain. 
That's and he's like seventy two years old. He was a million years old, and he's like, I don't take bumps. Like I just like you can hit me, but like I I can't act like I got. It. So New Jack just beat the shit out of this guy. It's a seventy year old guy. Yep, just beat the absolute balls off it. And then Hunter Red, Hunter Red, he literally yep. stabbed a guy with a knife nine with times. a knife nine times, and right. they said, oh. He was pissed because in the news they said they stabbed him seven times. He's like, no, I stabbed him nine. He, no, and he said 16. The news said 16. And he was like, no, it was nine times. I counted. <laughs> but what's <laughs> the like, craziest no, part? No, I didn't do it. What's like, the crazy yeah. part about the Hunter Red match is he walks out there. There's like nine people in the crowd. Yes. There's no, it's out of Ramada. There's nobody there. And Hunter Red, apparently, they were sitting down talking about what they're going to do in the match. And then Hunter Red like got up. He's like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll see you out there. And he's like, mm. And Hunter Red like punched him in the face a couple times yes. to start the match, and then New Jack had a knife on him. Somehow got a knife, pulled it out, stabbed him nine times in the back, and then so that so New Jack's in jail because they call the cops on him. He gets arrested for assault. He's in jail, and he, a Hunter Red shows up. That's the wrestling name, and he shows up and he's like, "Listen, I'll drop the charges if we go wrestle around. Like we we start an angle and we wrestle around <laughs> the thing." And New Jack goes. All right, you gotta drop the charges first. And so he dropped the charges, and New Jack fucking got out Ghosted of there him. and bailed. Ghosted and him. Never talked to him again. And they're asking, "Oh, what happened with that?" He's like, "Never talked to him again." And Straight so, up. How about some of New Jack's Smoky Mountain wrestling promos where he's like congratulating OJ Simpson? I was uncomfortable. I was visibly uncomfortable. I was by myself watching it. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. I like but, sure. I was like, Ugh. yeah, it was a tough watch. Yeah, but like, there's something about the. Over the time, and you'll in season three, there's an episode on Nick Gage, who is a uh deathmatch wrestler. Yeah. There's something about it where I'm like, I can't watch it, but then I watch it. Like, there's something about like New Jack, like all those ECW matches where you're like, are these guys in on it together or are they killing each other? Like, I don't know, what's I don't know going what's on. going on. Like, this doesn't look fun. So, that's the best one. Uh, the brawl for all, there's some good parts about that. And again, like, yeah, poor Bart Gunn. I'll just say that, like, so Bart Gunn wasn't supposed to win the brawl for all. And he did. Right. They were and hoping because, Dr. Death Steve Williams would win. And they kept Bradshaw with the whole thing started because Bradshaw was saying, like, well, I can kick anyone's ass in here. And they're like, okay, let's see. It was a Vince Russo idea. Yeah. And so a lot of people hate Vince Russo. He he did bring some good to the business, also a lot of bad. Yeah. Brawl for all was so dumb because it was the during maybe the best time of wrestling, it was the worst idea. So it was like real fights, real boxing matches. And then at the end, Rather than giving Bart Gunn like a run against Stone Cold, which, which they said they were going to do with Doctor Death, yeah, they were like, "Uh, all right, at WrestleMania, you can really fight Butterbean." And I remember Tell my dad, yeah. not to, I know, my dad was working for the WWF at the time, mm -hmm. so we got all the pay per views like ahead of time, like on VHS. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching. I knew who Butterbean. I love Butterbean. By the way, sneaky we, people talk about this all the time. The best line in Jackass is Butterbean okay? Is Butterbean okay? <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, Butterbean, if you haven't seen it, oh, he kills him. watch it. This shot that knocks out Bart Gunn that was thrown by Butterbean, Butterbean, it's an overhand right that hits him right on the jaw. And I looked at my dad. I was 16, 17. Yeah, whatever time. it was, 98. Yeah, I go, he's dead. Yeah. Like, I, I, he, the life just went, it looked like someone took him by the toes and ripped his skeleton out of his body. And he just was so bad. It was so bad. And that ended his career. Well, nobody, like, the whole point was, like, nobody got over. You also made everybody else uh, that was wrestling during that time, like, in that summer, look Hurt bad. Him. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, these guys are fighting for real, meaning everybody else isn't. 
Right. You put all these guys that didn't really have like a thing going, and you put them in real box matches, which none of them are boxers. Like, they look like they, you could tell immediately. They so I'm boxers. sure they're all tough dudes, but they don't like you put them in a boxing match. It just it wasn't going to work. Sneaky, the best storyteller in this entire series, Godfather. Godfather, Godfather was great. He said he lost to Bart Gunn because he was high. He was so high. He was, he was so high. He was, like, he was high the whole time. They did have a bunch of badass dudes in there, and like yeah. Bradshaw made the final, and Bart Gunn beat him, and then they're like, "All right, you're going up against Butterbean." Like, Butterbean, is, what the fuck was that? What was that? And and they and he's convinced that they did it to get back at him for winning, right? Because they were the whole idea was Doctor Death, and they kept saying, and so Bart Gunn was even like, "Well, I can fight Doctor Death like in the final, or like whatever you want me to do, like I'll do it." And they're like, "No, nah, we're confident in Doctor Death." Which he sucked, by the way. He was Doctor Death any no, good ever? No. Like nobody liked him. Yeah. He was him. old. Like he had been around forever. Yeah. I'm like, like not gonna I get him. I don't remember him being good ever. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Snuka in the death of Nancy Argentino's episode five. Like I just tough the whole tough watch. And the the thing the best part of this episode is the they talk about Snuka turning himself in, but Vince is there. In Vince, the, and they're in there for like hours. Yeah. And they come out no charges. Like they, oh. they, there's a whole meeting between the police of that town where they, where they were in like Pennsylvania. You're right. And Vince is sitting there with Jimmy yeah, Snuka. No lawyers. Just Vince McMahon, Jimmy Snuka, and the police department. Uh-huh. Nothing. Yeah, that one's frustrating to watch because you kind of, you know what happened. You absolutely know what happened. Like the coroner's report, like in the guy who did the, the everything when it came back around, mm-hmm. remember they did that whole thing. The article came back out. And there was like that new shit had come to light. And then even then, nothing. They said, then they, you know, Bill Cosby to him and said like, oh, he was, you know, or. Uh, oh, right. Because he like showed up to court. He showed up to court and he was yeah. a mess. And they said like, oh, he couldn't stand. He can't physically stand trial. Did you see there was an old uh, Opie and Anthony interview with Jimmy Snuka? Where it was, so it was Opie and Anthony and Jim Norton with Jimmy Snuka. And they're like asking him about this. Yeah. And then fucking <laughs> Opie was like, so whatever happened to the, the girl? That's all bad. They're like. Obi, she died. Because they're like trying to get Jimmy Snuka probably to like say <laughs> to something about it yeah. or like to say something. Yeah. But like it's just so awkward. But that's on it's on YouTube. You watch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next episode is Dino Bravo, which we mentioned. Yep. Episode seven is David Schultz and the slap heard around the world. So this one's crazy to me. So, so this is in the 80s, and Dave Schultz is a like a good villain. Like yes. he's got the crazy blonde, curly hair. He's like a peer with Hulk Hogan, like at this time. And he did an interview because John Stossel is this guy for was it 60 minutes or 2020 or one of these guys, he shows up and he's like, Oh, wrestling is fake. And I'm going to expose wrestling is fake. He's like, I was a high school wrestler and this isn't wrestling. Like the guy's in this episode too. And he's just the pits. He's the worst. And he's like that gotcha guy. But like, let me, I, I learned this. Remember the wrestling company came, yeah. To school. We St. Paul's. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like they let us, they gave us money and like let us book our own weekend entertainment. And like, we booked this like wrestling. gnarly. Oh, they were great. Independent wrestling. They were awesome. But they taught us like how to wrestle and like how to throw a punch. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this from firsthand experience. Wrestling is not fake. It's scripted. It's not fake. It's not fake. Yeah. No. And I'm, I'm with those guys that get yeah. pissed off about that. They're like, oh, it's fake. How can I watch it? You're like, all right. Well, are we, you know who they, like, they know who's gonna win, but it doesn't mean guys aren't getting hit in the face with chairs or tossed yeah. out of the ring. Like, how do you fake that? So jump out impetus. of the ring. Yeah. So that's the impetus of the whole thing. And so this John Stossel though is right, and like it, especially in today's 
world, it would just seem so pathetic. But back in the 80s, he was like trying to prove that, like, wrestling, he's like, I can't believe they're taking all these people, like, thinking that it's real, and like, whatever. Whatever. So yeah. they get him there, and then he was going to interview different people. And then they were like, all right, let's, let's have him talk to Dave Schultz, who it's like a common phrase you'll hear is like, protect the business. Yes. So he interviewed, and they Dave send Schultz. him out specifically to yeah. do that. And yeah. everybody was like, but even a few guys were like, eh, maybe not the best idea to have Schultz. <laughs> Don't send Schultz. Yeah. But so he's talking to him and Stossel's just like, so like, is it like, I think it's fake or like whatever it's fake. <laughs> and he fucking boxes his ears, just slap, slap, like open hand slap to the ear, like twice drops him. Stossel drops like a sack of potatoes. Like if you've ever seen, this is a terrible thing to say, but if you've ever seen like a father, like, slap their kid <laughs> that's what it was and the kid just like looks down at the ground like doesn't say anything but just like so he gets up and he's just like a little kid who just got oh, slapped yeah. by his dad yeah and then schultz hits him again hits him in again. the other ear oh uh, box them both <laughs> guy probably can't hear all that and great he, and then he ran away he, oh yeah <laughs> like i'm not like uh, right. but like that's like you're gonna big dick someone and then yeah. get your ears boxed and then you run it you scamper away like a little twit just like, just, out of just here. took off so schultz but here's the thing is like, so by the time I started watching wrestling, I didn't even know anything about Dave Schultz, but I really believe had that not happened, he might've been one of the big villains of the late eighties, early nineties. Like he might've yeah. been in that air, like that Roddy Piper type realm. Yeah. Like, like I said, been. he looks, if you haven't seen that episode, he looks like psycho Sid. Yes. But who can do a promo? Cause but, it wasn't oh, Sid vicious. Like could famously not. couldn't do could, it. But like, not. if he could do Schultz promos, can talk. Yes. And yeah. he was real. Remember he did that whole thing. He tells a story about there was this promo he was cutting. It was an actor. There was like a his oh, wife yeah. and kid. And he's like bossing the wife around and like yelling at the kid. And people called like DSS on him. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, that's not even my it's wife. Like, not my, my kid. kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both actors. Yeah. yeah. And actors. it was so good that they thought it was real. I really like that was my big takeaway is like this is one of the absolute lost stars. Of the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. this this guy because they got rid of him and then he was done. Like that ruined his career. He got sued. Stossel, I think, sued him and the WWF or whatever it was. Then yes, he starts telling these stories about when his wrestling career ended. He became a world renowned skip tri like a bounty hunter. He's like a he's actually like dog to bounty hunter. He is he's dog like to bounty hunter, world, if, yeah. like the real deal. Yeah, and he tells these stories. I'm like in the last twenty minutes of the episode. I'm like. Why don't we get more of that? I know. Like, I want to hear more of those. More of those. Stories. He should have his own sh like show. He should oh have like God. a weekly show. Yeah, yeah. I, so, Dave Schultz and the slap heard around the world. That's definitely one that you got to watch. Uh, episode eight: Cocaine and Cowboy Boots. The Herb Abram stories. The story of the UWF. So think of like a think of Jonah Hill. Yeah. And this guy did tons of cocaine, and he was fascinated by wrestling, and just decided one day that he's going to start his own wrestling company. Yep. And he has people like. Like Cactus Jack, like Mick Foley. He's got real and people. Terry Funk. Like he has like these real people. Did he have Greg the Hammer Valentine? I think he, he had did. like a handful of like real, real people, real wrestlers. And he kept talking about how he was going to, they were going to MGM, MGM Grand had just opened up and they were going to do this big pay per view. And, and like 500 people showed up. Yeah. Like there was nobody there. And like Mick Foley's like, we're trying to do this spot like in the crowd and there's no crowd. There's no crowd. And he's like, and like his checks would bounce, but like how yeah. he. <laughs> How he dies, right? Oh, it's insane. Is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. Yeah, he's naked. Mm -hmm. So he had a big thing with prostitutes and cocaine. Loved the two of them together, he, and he loved cowboy Equally. boots, and he wore cowboy boots all the and time. And he wouldn't take them off, even during 
nasty time. Dean Jordan intercourse. And I believe he was he like five two. Five two he's little a little fat bit, guy. Ugly. And, and he would clear like I I assume uh, hopped up on goofballs. He so, would cut these promos in the ring, like to promote the product, because like he bleeding. wanted to be the yeah. Vince McMahon of this company. Right. Like that's what he was trying to do. So like Vince McMahon did everything at that point. Like he'd be the color commentator, he or the play by play guy. He'd be the in ring guy, announcing stuff. He, he was running the whole show, and he would just be off his ass, just screaming about stuff. Just scre- and so there was a, how he died. Yeah, they say is he was running. He was. All coked up. Now, picture Jonah Hill's character from The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. That's him. Yep. So he's running. He's chasing prostitutes around his house with a baseball bat. And one of them does that thing where she runs out of a door and closes the door quickly behind him, behind her. He runs into the door, has a heart attack, and dies. And he wasn't he like covered in like Vaseline. Was, like he was, was like slippery. He was, he was naked. Like lubricant. Covered in Vaseline and cocaine. Yeah. And so he hits yeah. the door, falls back, dies. Yeah. That is, it's that insane. needs to be a movie. And he was only 41. And then there's died. people saying like he faked his death. Oh, then, yeah. There's all kinds of theories about him. But yeah. what was interesting about him is for somebody that didn't always have money, because that, like Paul Heyman got accused of that too in ECW, yeah. like not always being able to pay it. Every guy that they got to talk about, Herb Abrams and the UWF, loved him. Yeah. And they said, but wasn't everybody there loved him? Like he was bouncing checks. But he had another bank account that had like ten million dollars in it. Yeah, it's really weird. It, it was, was a weird super, story. It was so weird. But like, like this would be an amazing. I, and great. I said there should be three endings. Oh, and then like clue. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, and depending on <laughs> when you really see it, died. like yeah, how he really died. It's great. Like I, it's uh, that's a really, and that's another one where I didn't know much about it, and it's crazy because that ran from like ninety to ninety six. So I'm like, God, I was a wrestling fan then. I had no idea about the <laughs> UWF. No idea. And it was just before Mick Foley signed with the WWF. So he yeah. was like, he was Cactus Jack at the time. He yeah. was doing all his Japan stuff. And then he came to UA- U- UWF. UWF. Yeah. yeah, I almost said UHF. That's a different thing. Uh, then the last two in season two are the last ride of the Road Warriors. Which was my least favorite episode. It's kind of like, on this, like Hawk and Animal. Like, all right, we know that they go around from, you know, territory to territory. They were a badass group. They would actually kind of fight guys sort of in the ring a little bit. Hawk, Hawk was nuts. Pick of the pod. Yeah. Animals yeah. a big part of this episode. You find out the one thing is it's got uh, Minnesota, a bit of a hotbed of wrestlers. A lot big, of guys from Minnesota, large people in Minnesota, big fellas. Uh, and then the, season two ends with the Owen Hart uh, tragedy, and his wife comes across as a very impressive person. She and his son, and his son as well. Is they're both very. I mean, his wife though did every bit of research and like everything about mm-hmm. his final days there and again what a what a waste like they put and him like, in like as the blue blazer like Owen Hart was one of the best wrestlers at that time and he somehow still was with the business after what they did to Brett mm-hmm. and then they they put him in this blue blazer gimmick and they're like let's have him come out of the sky like that's one of those things to me like risk reward like oh cool a character's coming in from the sky versus like is that it was necessary? like a whole thing remember they, they had him harnessed one way and they're like it took too long to get you out of the harness so let's do it this like cheapo way and that's how we die yeah and what oh it broke me when they were like someone was telling the story and like when he fell the only he his last words were look out so even if he as he was dying he was trying to warn people below him to like no one get hurt and they continued 
the card. They finished them. They wrestled card. after that. And so Jeff Jarrett was like one of the next matches. And Jarrett's like a lifelong friend or not lifelong, yeah. but like a longtime friend of Owen Hart and had to like do a promo and a match. Uh, JR and Jerry Lawler have to tell the audience that Owen Hart's died and like come into the ring next. And here's Jeff Jarrett. Double J. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. And again, insane. I mean, this is the thing that like, I don't want to say that Vince McMahon is a heartless piece of shit, but he kind of comes off that way. Uh, wait, who? Like Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and a lot of these he does. And I think... Like, how much money right. does that dude need? I know. You know what I mean? It's nuts. But what's also crazy is, so I believe uh, Owen Hart's wife is still like keeping him out of the Hall of Fame. She Yeah, and which, she said, which... I get it. Good for her. Yeah, I, I whatever she wants to do after all this, I completely get. I'm on board. I so it, it's funny how they kind of bookend season two. I thought like Benoit and Owen Hart were going to be the two toughest ones to watch, and they were. Uh, but I thought the people that were interviewed in it were pretty impressive. So those are the 16 episodes, 15 subjects. Real quick, uh, season three so far, they did a two-parter on Brian Pillman. Really good, really good. Uh, they did Nick Gage, that deathmatch wrestler mm-hmm. I told you guys about. He's the one who fought David Arquette. Remember that made news yeah. and he like stabbed David Arquette and David yeah. Arquette almost died? Yeah. That was that one. Collision in Korea, which in the 90s, they took a bunch of wrestlers from WCW over to North Korea to wrestle. That's a wild episode. <laughs> they have an Ultimate Warrior one. Uh, Grizzly Smith. Definitely the hardest one to watch. Grizzly Smith was the father of Jake Roberts, Sam Houston, Rock and Robin, and was just a child molester and a monster. Just a monster person. And uh, then the, person. the Dynamite Kid was the seventh episode, which I'm super, which was really really good. One of the mm-hmm. best ones. Uh, they have I think seven more, including the Plane Ride from Hell, which is a story oh, that has been told on I've podcast. I've heard that story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Luna Vajan, let me get one. Chris Canyon. United States versus McMahon. So that I assume that's about steroids. Yeah, but that one's yep. about steroids. And then they have a few others in there as well. So, but Ryan, before we get out of here, you have a great idea, a great yes. question. Which care or which uh wrestler or storyline have they not touched on yet? And by the way, not a dark side, but they did a two-hour episode on China. If you could find that, watch it. It was really, really good. The China episode is great. Not technically dark side, but it's on Vice. Same people. So outside of China, yep. People they haven't done yet. Who do you want them to do? I would love them to do Jeff Hardy, Ooh. which I think would be a really good episode. Even Hardy, like the Hardy Boys, the Hardy Bo- in like the like early Lita days when they fought in like their like backyard. That's yeah. a good one. And, and because those guys were nuts, and yeah. the inspiration for the Party Boys. Correct. By the way. Yep. Speaking of that, that. Um, I was one. always fascinated with the Dudley boys. I want to see, I'll learn more about that, how that thing came to be. That's good. Those guys are psychos. And there was one other one. Uh, who would you want? So I wonder, like ECW, there's already been an ECW documentary, which was, was. which was yep. pretty good. But like either characters in ECW or I'm trying to think who you'd want to highlight from there. Sandman. Sandman. Because San, we didn't bring it up, but in New Jack's episode, Sandman in an interview is electric. Sandman was great. Yeah, he he came across really, really good. And he has, not to give it away, but he has like the Delco 
Fridge. It was not Delco. Got, it's somewhere else. But he has like close. that accent. It's close, or maybe it's just straight Philly. It's straight Philly accent, and it was like you know he goes in there and you know fucking New Jack, and he's just like he's a hilarious. maniac. That was a pretty good Sandman, by the that way. Was that was a good did. Sandman. Yeah, oh, I'll give you that. That, that was, was a good, good Sandman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Probably people from that era. Probably Sabu. Like, yeah, Sabu. Yes. Your guy Rob Van Dam. Uh, Tommy Dreamer. I'm trying to think who else. I'm glad they did Dynamite Kid because the big takeaway with Dynamite Kid is there was a lot of kind of shitheads from the 80s, 90s, but they still like romanticize some of them and then they like ignore others. And you're like, how do they pick and choose that? That's, you know. Oh, actually, Raven. Speaking of ECW and then WCW, Raven was the man. I would love a Raven episode. How about a Bam Bam Bigelow? Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Speaking of. Mm-hmm. Pick of the pod. Doink the clown. What about Doink the clown? What about Doink Dink, Matt Bourne was the good Doink the clown. Oh, Dink Wink and Pink. <laughs> <laughs> when they fought Jerry Lawler and his crew. <laughs> you could do that. Uh, yeah, we could just do a whole Dead Wrestlers episode if you we want. Could. We could do Dead Wrestlers. Uh, Ryan, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also choose to defend a goal? I, well, we know one. So I will defer to you, but we, we already know one. Fear Street. Watch Fear Street. Watch Fear Street. Mm-hmm. So I didn't put this in the This Week in Dork, but No Sudden Move, the Steven Soderbergh movie, which came out on HBO Max starring Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro. I think it's the best movie of the year. I, I think it might be the best movie of and the I year told you. so far. <laughs> so go ahead and watch it. I was starting to watch it. I had had a fun day in the sun. Oh, too much vitamin D, though, can be an absolute kick in the nuts. Well, you can read into that. I was not in my right mind. And I was watching this movie kind of with one eye closed. And I'm like, no, don't do that. No. And I'm like, watch again. Great cast. Great story. Yeah. I stopped watching a half hour in because I'm like, I'm not really paying as much attention to this as I should. So here's the here's the weird balance I'm in, because I think I gave Mitchell's versus machines a six out of six. And I'm not sure No Sudden Move is a six out of six, but at the same time, it's, my, not, it's not an animated movie. No, that's a good it's point. the best big boy movie you've seen this year. Yeah. I, yeah. Because yeah. I, I love Judas and the Black Messiah. That was forever ago, but that was still this year. And so I think No Sudden Move might be the best. Now, this week we have Black Widow, so we'll see. Maybe that'll maybe that'll top it. So they have Don Cheadle and Benicio del Toro in the thing. But then I'm watching the opening credits. This is where I was like, every name that comes up, I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. Brendan Fraser. By the way, Brendan Fraser looks horrible. So I looked it up. I so I talked about this on the air and somebody tried it, but I still don't know. So he's his next movie called The Whale. The Whale. And it's about a six hundred pound guy. And it's Darren Aronofsky. So you know how that that guy's a psycho. Let me just jump in here real quick. Okay, please do. If you're gonna be in a movie and you're gonna be playing a six hundred pound man, for example, I'm two hundred pounds, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, I gotta build up for this role. I could probably get to 300 pounds without like killing myself. Yeah. The rest is going to have to be prosthetic or CGI. Or I don't think he's anyway. actually going to be 600 pounds. I know, but yeah. like, what's the point of being like that? Like he and looks he's, like he's he, 300 pounds. He's absolutely 300 easy. pounds in this movie. Yeah. He doesn't have, so like see how most people's faces go from face. Then it kind of goes in and then there's neck and then there's like body. His just, is just like from here to there. He looks like a thumb. Yep. That's it. Just, so it's kind of jarring. It's it, uh, he turned. So the first scene you see him, he's in a car and he yeah. turns to talk to John Cheadle. I had no idea it was him. 
I was like, holy shit, is that Brendan Fraser? Yeah, because we were ripping him, and then somebody texted in. They were like, well, he's in a movie where he's a 600-pound guy. I'm like, well, he's still not 600 pounds, so what's the point? But anyway, so he's in that, I guess. But John Hamm? John Hamm is in it. David Harbour? Kieran Culkin? Kieran Culkin. Julia Fox? Yeah. Um... No spoiler, some other big name that you may I, I haven't watched it yet. No yet. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave that there. But that's uh, pretty good. So what do you got? Um I watched a documentary on Hulu t- just today. Um, it's fresh called um The Donut King. I did not know Is that about me, Ryan? No, but there's a guy on the West Coast who is a is a refugee from Cambodia hmm. during the whole uh Pol Pot thing. So he comes over, he's a refugee from Cambodia. He started buying up all the independent donut shops in the west coast he was the Mm. reason that you can't you couldn't until recently find a dunkin donuts on the west coast interesting dunkin dunks try they're there donuts they're donuts as i would call them but they've actually just so he he was so embedded like he would he sponsored a hundred families from cambodia to come over all of them opened donut shops they watched what he did so all of these independent donut shops there was a time in the 80s where dunkin tried to get into the California market and then bailed because of him. Wow. And I had no idea who the this guy was. King. So it's actually, and his story is fascinating. So if you, right. yeah, I like it very much. It's a little bit of history. If you don't know the history of this, the yeah. country of Cambodia, it's actually yeah. very, very eye opening. I love it. Uh, well, that is going to do it for this episode. What a Hopefully. whopper of an episode, huh? It's a longer episode than we're, we're accustomed to. So we were thanks. flying though. I didn't feel like it. No, it didn't. And I bet you can think so at home as well, or in mm-hmm. your car or wherever you happen to be listening to or watching this. You can watch us on YouTube, listen to us on the old podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dork podcast live show coming out August 15th. Be there at idle hands. We're going to start around three o'clock. It's a Sunday. Bring something. We can tell you if you should have bought it or not. And next week, we'll do Black Widow. How's that? How about that? Oh, like a real episode. Hmm. MCU's back. <laughs> <laughs>